Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Joining us is Dr. Chris Bryant. She is with Norton Children's Hospital. And the topic of discussion today, the COVID-19 vaccination It's just become available for the younger age groups. Jefferson County Public Schools, among others, holding vaccination clinics to offer up the shot. Doctor, thanks for joining us today. And just uh, to kind of get us up to speed, where are we on the the vaccine vaccine process and, and what shots are available to what age groups? Yeah, well, thanks for inviting me to uh, speak with you today. So the great news is that COVID-19 is now a vaccine preventable disease for all children who are at least five years of age. There is one vaccine um, that we now have for kids who are at least five. It's a two-dose series. Um, The doses are given three weeks apart. Um, the vaccine is very safe, and it's also very effective, more than 90% effective in preventing symptomatic COVID-19 infection. There's going to be a lot of people who will be out and about getting their flu shots or uh, whatever vaccinations they may need to, to get up to speed for going to school and things like that. Uh, is this a vaccine that you can take if you're in, say, getting your flu shot or, or your routine Uh, battery of shots, depending on your age group? Absolutely. The CDC has said that COVID-19 vaccine can be given on the same day as other routine shots, including the flu shot. Um, And let's say you had your flu shot a week ago. Well, that's fine too. There's no minimum waiting period after you've had another vaccine. As far as the side effects, I know when I had the the shot. Uh, I had a headache for a couple of days and otherwise felt fine. Some people have had worse, some people less. What are the side effects that we're seeing in in the younger age groups in this initial round of, of the shot? Well, you know, I, I'm glad you mentioned the, the side effects that, that you had um, and that didn't last very long. So the short story is that in the clinical trials of this vaccine, more than 3,000 kids, five to 11, got the actual shot. Others got placebo. And the side effects that were seen in kids who were part of the clinical trial were very similar to those seen in adults. Um, So um, sore arm, most common, headache, and feeling tired, Um, were also pretty common. Um, Some people had muscle aches. Um, A small number had fevers. High fever was pretty uncommon. Um, The important thing to know is that most of these side effects were what they call mild or moderate, um, and they only lasted a couple of days. And you're right, some kids had no real symptoms at all after the vaccine. As far as the younger age groups, there's going to be some families that have kids who are under that five 
uh, threshold for the the shot. Is there something in the works for that group uh, coming down the road? Yes. So vaccines are being studied currently in younger children, um, but they're still ongoing. So we just don't have the data yet. There's going to be a lot of people getting together in the next few weeks, next month and a half, I guess, if you look at the full holiday season. How important is it uh, for for people to get the shot before they head to, whether it be Thanksgiving dinner or, or whatever their holiday celebration may be? From my perspective, it is really important. You know, people say, how can I protect myself? Uh, from COVID-19 infection? How can I protect the people I love? And the vaccine is an excellent way to protect yourself and also protect the people around you. Um, you know, we, we've said for a while that um, the vaccine is one really important tool to help us start doing the things that we we all consider normal, that we love to do, getting together with friends and families for the holidays. And if everyone who is eligible for vaccination gets vaccinated, then it's much safer for families to gather. Um, now, you, you mentioned kids under five. The, the best way to protect the youngest children is to make sure that everybody around them is immunized. There's a lot of concerns that you don't have to go very far on the internet. People are, are expressing some concerns about the vaccine for a plethora of different reasons. Uh, some are, are citing their concerns about how it was uh, rushed out and there's no shortage of conspiracy theories that we won't go down that rabbit hole because we don't have enough time on the show today. But what are, are some of the biggest misconceptions that are out there about the vaccine and, and what what is the the medical truth that you'd like to, to clarify that with? Well, let's talk first about the vaccine being rushed. You know, this is a new virus. SARS-CoV-2 was really only identified um, about a year and a half ago. I will say we are really lucky to live in the 21st century um, when we don't have to wait um, a decade or more for a safe and effective vaccine for a new virus. Um, the truth is the technology that was used to develop um, the messenger RNA vaccines um, and the, the vaccine that we're giving to children that's currently authorized for use in children is a messenger RNA vaccine. That technology was being developed over the last 20 years. And so when this new virus was identified, this technology was available. Um, and so we were really lucky um, that, um, that that allowed us um, to get to a vaccine in a timely fashion. And, and so the, you know, in terms of um, uh, the um, availability of the vaccine, Again, this vaccine has been subjected to the most rigorous safety monitoring in U.S. history. No vaccine has been um, evaluated more thoroughly. So um, 
it it was available in a timely fashion and thank goodness um, because um, the fact that people are getting vaccinated has contributed to a decline in COVID-19 cases in many communities. Now, other big misconceptions, will it affect your DNA? No, no, it will not. Um, it does not affect your DNA. Will it cause fertility issues? No, there is no evidence that um, it will affect fertility in boys or girls. As far as booster shots down the road, there are some that are already available for certain age groups, certain demographics. Is this going to be something that it becomes kind of like the flu shot where every year it'll be get a flu shot and, and get that year's version of, of the COVID booster? Or is this going to be a sort of thing where after these few rounds, everything will, will kind of level off and it'll just be a, as needed? It's a terrific question, and it's just too soon to know yet. As far as the school age kids who have already had COVID, is it, do they need to get the vaccine? There's, that's another kind of mis, I don't, I don't want to call it misperception, but it's kind of a, a debate on the internet of, well, if I already had COVID, why do I need to get the shot? Don't I already have natural immunity? Is that, is that have any truth to it? Or should kids who have had COVID still uh, be rolling up the sleeve and, and getting the shot? Kids who've had COVID should should still get the shot. They will still benefit. And, and you know, there's been chatter about this in, in all age groups. And so I'll answer even more broadly and say, anybody who's had COVID um, will still benefit from the vaccine and the CDC still recommends that they be vaccinated. Um, and the reason for that is that natural immunity isn't perfect. Um, we know that you can get reinfected after you've had COVID. And there was a nice study done in Kentucky that looked at people who had COVID and um, some of them chose to get vaccinated and some didn't. And those who didn't were more than twice as likely to suffer a second COVID infection. So the, the vaccine uh, induces um, it causes your immune system um, to develop really strong and broad antibodies. Um, and there's some evidence that um, the vaccine can offer broader protection against the variants that um, have developed. Along the lines of the variant, we've heard a lot about Delta variant. Are there any other variants that you're seeing in Kentucky now that are at the very least maybe on your radar and maybe causing a little concern? Right now, Delta um, is dominating and almost, not 100%, but the vast majority of the infections in Kentucky and in most communities across the US um, are Delta. And, and there are some biological reasons for that. Delta is very contagious. Um, it spreads really easily from person to person and it's really just outcompeted the other variants at this point in time. If we look globally, sure, there are other variants that um, could come to the US and, and gain a stronghold. I, I will say my biggest worry is that as long as this virus is circulating and infecting new people, there's really the risk 
that a new variant will emerge. Is there any fear or maybe even an expectation that with all of the family gatherings coming up and holiday get-togethers that there will be another surge towards the end of 2021 into the beginning of 2022? I will say that's a worry and a real concern. As people gather, um, there is the opportunity to transmit this infection. And the best way to prevent that is to make sure that everyone who can be immunized is immunized. Um, now, the worrisome part of the story, you know, we're, we're just now beginning to immunize five to 11 year olds. If we look at 12 to 17 year olds in Kentucky who've been eligible for vaccination for several months now, less than 50% of our kids in that age group are immunized. And as, as far as getting the rest of that age group immunized, what, what do you think it will take? Is this going to need to be, and it's not a popular word, but a, a mandate? Is there going to need to be some sort of a, a school vaccine requirement? What, what do you think it would take to get, if not the rest of that age group, a significant part of that age group uh, to get the shot? You know, I will say that many states have been able to immunize the majority of 12 to 17 year olds um, without a mandate. Um, some states like Massachusetts and Vermont and Hawaii and the District of Columbia have immunized a really high proportion of, of uh, 12 to 17 year olds. And, and so I hope that we can increase our numbers as well. As I look at data released last week from the American Academy of Pediatrics, only 11 states had lower immunization rates among 12 to 17 year olds than Kentucky. So, so what do we do? Well, I, what this tells me is that parents of kids in our state still have questions. Um, they're still uh, um, thinking about What's the best choice for my child? Um, is it more beneficial um, to get the vaccine? Um, and what's the risk? So I think parents need to understand that getting COVID is much riskier for their child than getting the vaccine. And so we need to do everything we can um, to make sure parents get their questions answered and get reliable information about the vaccine. I know that uh, there are a lot of school districts that are doing the vaccine clinics. Jefferson County Public Schools did one over the last weekend that, that seemed to be very well attended. Uh, where are the, the places that the kids can get in on the vaccine and, and do they need to follow the same appointment guidelines as um, the adult age groups did when the, that initially rolled out? So right now, appointments are available for all kids five and above, and vaccines are available at many locations throughout our community and across the state. Um, within Louisville, particularly, um, there is really an emphasis on children going to their pediatrician and, or primary care doctor's office to get the vaccine. 
there have been a couple of surveys of parents that have asked, where would you be most comfortable getting COVID-19 vaccine for your child? And, and the majority of parents say in the pediatrician's office, because that's where we get other vaccines for our kids. So many pediatricians um, and uh, 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 other primary care practitioners have the vaccine available in their offices. Um, Norton Healthcare um, does have some community vaccine clinics. Um, pharmacies offer the vaccine to kids. Um, in the local area, you can go to nortonchildrens.com to look for a vaccine appointment. Um, more globally, um, vaccines.gov is a great resource, not just for Louisville, but for the state and, and other communities across the U.S. To, to find out where you and your child can get a COVID-19 vaccine. And lastly, because we still have to keep an eye out for COVID and, and its symptoms, in the adults, it's been well documented, the loss of taste and smell and um, as being one of the primary symptoms of having COVID. Uh, is it similar in, in kids or are they are you seeing different symptoms when when kids are, are showing the signs and, and before they get a, a confirmed positive test? Many of the symptoms are very similar. I think the challenge with COVID-19 is that the symptoms can look like any other viral infection in a child. So you just don't know by looking um, because it, it, it can have the same symptoms as RSV or it can have the same symptoms as enterovirus. It can cause a croup-like picture. And, and some kids have only mild cold symptoms they might have no symptoms at all. Um, but the important thing to know about the kids without symptoms is they can still transmit the infection to others um, and they're still at risk to develop multi-system inflammatory syndrome uh, four to six weeks after their initial infection, even with no symptoms at all. And I know that the, in that five to 11 age group, you're starting to get into to groups where kids are playing sports, whether it be basketball, soccer, baseball, whatever the case may be. Is there the same concern with that age group as, as within the, the teens and in the college age group about the, the heart conditions and things like that that could develop in the wake of COVID? Well, I will say we're, we're, we're still learning about that. So as you point out, there have been cases of myocarditis or heart inflammation that have developed after vaccine. These cases have generally occurred in boys, um, teenage boys or young adult boys in their 20s, and it's most common after the second dose of vaccine. It's still pretty uncommon, so I've heard figures like one in 10,000. Um, the risk of uh, myocarditis with actual COVID infection is much higher than that. Um, so if you're worried about heart inflammation, the risk is higher with the actual virus than with the vaccine. Um, now in the clinical trials of the younger kids, there were no cases of myocarditis identified. Remember about 3,000 kids got the actual shot. So there's active monitoring going on right now. But if we look at who gets myocarditis in general, myocarditis just at baseline is less common in, in younger kids than in the teenagers. Dr. Bryant, thanks for talking with us today. Thank you. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.